one, see I'm the catchest one No, I'm not the wild one, but I'ma fucking turn up Until I see the morning sun, set that tiger bone Got the henny up, <laughs> blow the bitches like I'm blowing through some cleanness No more pussy for bitch cause y'all fucking up These bitches fucking on each other, man's another Welcome back. Whoa, we are back. It is me and Adam. Hello. On the Con Men podcast. Welcome to all of our new listeners. I just I just looked on my Instagram right now. Someone heard me on the Master Debaters where we were talking about dick sizes, and she's like, "I've listened." She was like, "I'm listening to all your guys' episodes. Big fan now." A girl? So, girl. Not a lot of girl fans. Yeah. So it, that was kind of interesting. I looked at my analytics. I have 7% girls. <laughs> it's, it's like 13% for us. Oh, that's Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it's it's mostly 25 to 35-year-old men that listen to the show. Mm. Probably like 60% of them are in that age range, which is a lot. Yeah. But yeah, we... It's... The show's growing like crazy. Like, we had more downloads this month than any month we've ever had. Oh, that's fantastic. We've only, we only did one episode this month. Like, we, we did, like, the, the the Cult of Saturn was the only episode we did in August, I think. Yeah. All the other ones were just, like, live shows or, or swap casts that I did. So, really interesting stuff. People... People actually, that this is like a big reason we're like, oh, we got to come back. Like we're we're people are, are liking this shit. Like, they're actually going back and listening to the old episodes. Oh boy, yeah, <laughs> a lot of pressure. Yeah, no, it's good. You know, it's um, absence makes a heart grow fonder. You know. Yeah, yeah. So we just re- recorded a Patreon episode. We mentioned that that Coop and, and Joel are not on this episode, but um, it we we just had. We we did this like kind of last minute, so they're they're gonna be in the next one hopefully. I know Joel got kind of stuck in in the office. Tuesdays are a very yeah. busy day. He's, with he's the, out having gay sex at the probably. office. Yeah, <laughs> with getting all paid for it. Yeah, well, at least he's getting paid for it. Good he's, for him. He's probably not getting paid for. It. No. <laughs> he's like, we're gonna need you to do the job of three different people, yeah. and we're gonna pay you a meager salary. Yeah. Yeah. You, you should go work at In-N-Out Burger. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. I should tell Joel you should go get a manager job at In-N-Out Burger. He would get paid more, really. He'd make like $21 an hour plus benefits. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, it, so yeah, so we're, we're, we're in Adam's studio. Yes, we are, we are in the skeleton factory. We're literally in the skeleton factory, which mm-hmm. is a beautiful home. Like, it's so clean. You go to my house. Just fucking toys everywhere. We're always doing arts and crafts for some reason. Well, that's fun. It's arts and crafts is fun. It's paint on the ground. This is this is my arts and crafts. Yeah, yeah. We got. We're, we're, we'll be having video up very very soon. We're we're just working on our camera situation. I I actually have a camera, but we have to hook up um, the ninja monitor to it because it's it's an older uh, version of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want really to get too technical. It's I don't even know how that thing works. I was just told that, like, without this thing, we can't record longer than 15 minutes. Yeah, it, it's it's like some, I think the the versions that, that you can record for long amounts of time mm-hmm. is um, they're, the, they're the Sony uh, A7X3, I think. 
But yeah, I don't want to get too far. <laughs> oh, welcome no. to the to the to the to the camera podcast. What the fuck are we talking about today? But yeah, so so yeah, so so check us out on Patreon and uh, patreon.com forward slash uh, con con men podcast. I had to I had to mention that where you when you're looking us up, you gotta look up con men, not con man. There's it's plural, okay. Multiple multiple mans. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can I plug my show too? Yes. Yes. Go plug your you, you let's plug your shows in yeah. the beginning, and then we're just yeah. gonna jump in right into. I have, a, I have it. a very much more uh, you, the Conman uh, uh, Patreon very very complex, but yes. it's but it's got a it's got a devoted following there, which is fantastic, especially since especially in our absence. Yes. Uh, the Skeleton Factory Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Skeleton Factory. It's um, it's basically I will do an episode, and if you're not familiar, it's a uh, I mostly talk about film, mostly cult films, movies that maybe you haven't heard of, but are in maybe a genre that you enjoy. But it, they're movies that maybe you haven't seen that I tend to hi- hold in very high regard, and uh, it's just my soothing, rich, creamy voice for about an hour and a half, <laughs> and um. <laughs> But it's basically, I will post something on the Patreon. I'll have it up for a week, and then I will just release it for free after a week. So, even if you don't want to pay to be a patron, you'll you can just wait a week and get it for free. And I think that's about as fair as you're going to get from uh, Patreon from any show. So, yeah, go check it out. All the shows are up there right now. I have an episode on. Uh, I did an episode with a couple of people. Uh, on uh, Bodies, 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 the movie starring Kim Kardashian's ex-boyfriend. And um, we had a good old time with that. You know, there's episodes on um, fucking the movie Nope. You know, uh, Patreon's basically stuff that I watch at a theater that serves alcohol. And then I immediately drive home and do an episode about it. Yes. It's primarily the Patreon. And then regular Skeleton Factory episodes are just more, uh, it's just me, a little more sober. Yes. No guests. So this is what we're doing right now. We're we're drinking some bourbon right now. Mm-hmm. Taking the bourbon. I, I I think bourbon. It's kind of a tradition here. I think some of our best episodes. Uh, I know MK Ultra. We were definitely drinking some some bourbon. Definitely. Um, my favorite episode, Unit Seven Thirty One, <laughs> bourbon. Oh, that was a fun episode. That was all bourbon. That was all bourbon. That was, and also flaming Dr. Peppers. We we thrown some flaming Dr. Peppers in. That's right. But yeah, so so yes, guys, we we're back. I told you guys we we're coming back, and fucking lie, we're 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 gonna be putting out weekly episodes again. Um, just kind of just kind of working on when we're gonna do it. Um, I wrote this episode last night, in um, it was I I. Just put on the headphones and just got into it. So, so yeah. So, um, with without further ado, I I want to start off with the question: What if I were to tell you that you're actively being MK Ultra? How would that make you feel? By you? By everything? This is that wouldn't make me feel very good. No, and no one. And this is something to think about. You're being MK Ultra, but it's not. The MK Ultra that we know of right now. Yeah, it's not. It's it's not your your father's MK Ultra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is this is the the this is top shelf MK Ultra. This is 
they formed MK Ultra like when Alan Dulles was the director of the CIA. Like this was like Cold War fucking we need we need some kind of weapon, like some kind of psychological weapon. This like, is like pre-moon landing. Yes, uh, moon landing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if, if that really happened. <laughs> Speaking of uh, our our friend um, uh, Flat Earth Bob, we talked about him on the Patreon. He's a flat earther guy. Yeah. Um, that that um, that I'm gonna have on the show in, in the near future. He's he's he lives in the area, but he has a great Instagram name. It's um, Spaces Faking Gay is his name on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I love that name. It's so good. That's good. It makes me laugh oh every time. But yeah, um, but yeah. So MK Ultra, we're all being MK Ultra. But let me kind of explain what I mean about that. Um, so, um, so yeah. So imagine all the stuff that we learned in the church committee. Like we we learned about the heart attack gun. We the heart attack gun. We learned about MK Ultra. We learned about all this stuff that the CIA was doing secretly, and they got they were able to find these documents. But now we we don't we don't have a version of the church committee that happened like in the eighties, I believe. Without me looking that up, I think that's in the eighties. Whatever. But over thirty years later, the the CIA is as powerful as they've ever been. They're they're toppling governments. They're, um, I mean, just look at the whole COVID nineteen rollout. Like it's it, it. This is. It's a huge swath of power that they have that we have no idea what the fuck they're doing. So this is what the, the episode is. It's, it's going to be about a DARPA project. The Dar- DARPA is the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency that works with the, uh, the United States Department of Defense. So they started a program called the LifeLog Project. This is an ontology-based subsystem that captures stores and makes accessibility the flow of a person's experience and interactions with the world the purpose of this project was to be able to trace threads of an individual's life in terms of events states and relationships and it has the ability to take in all the subjects experienced from phone numbers uh, dialed to email messages viewed to like even every breath taken and it, and this isn't because it's this is gonna tie in to things that we deal with every day. I'm, I don't I don't want to I don't want to say what it is yet because it's, it's gonna be a big reveal. Like I um I had to look it up um because I was conflating ontology with uh, oncology, which is yeah. totally different. Yeah, uh, ontology, in case anyone's wondering, is a branch of philosophy that studies concepts such as existence, being, becoming, and reality. It includes the questions of how entities are grouped into basic categories in which of in which of these entities exists on the most fundamental level. Yeah. That's heavy. It's real heavy. Yeah. This this is a, a, a psychological attack. Like what is come? <laughs> like it's just that's just deep. It's a concept. Yeah, it's it's re- it's really really deep. Like how like how do you answer that? I don't know. You can't. It's like it's like. What's the definition of this? Of come. Of come. What is it? Should I just type that in? It's life. Just come. It's life. Oh, my computer crashed. All right. 
<laughs> come. A preposition. Okay. <laughs> Combined. Prepare for what? That's, that's, yeah, I know. Combined with also used as. I think they're saying, I think they think I'm trying to spell cum. No. We're talking Ace. about cum. A study cum bedroom, which that's funny. <laughs> Miriam Webster, come along with being and used for form, usually hyphenated phrases. Okay, so they're just, I, I they're just, I they're just not going to be adults. I think that, about there this. might be something else. <laughs> An abbreviation for cumulative. I'm going to cumulative. <laughs> Fuck, I cumulative in your ass. Uh, cu- we oh, just, here we go. Oh, uh, we, we often, just gained a bunch of ladies on, on, on the podcast. They know what come is. Not uh, from us. Come, noun, often vulgar, less common spelling of come entry. Mm. Oh, is that the full word? Cool. Come entry. It's it's two words. Come entry. I did not know that. It's, what? They're trying to say come is... As a less com is the less common spelling of come entry. I would think I would think come entry would is the less common spelling. It's <laughs> often vulgar. Semen. Semen is not not vulgar. Definition two: often vulgar. Orgasm. Oh, like I I am. Oh coming. yeah, that this is. They're trying to say come is not used as much as come entry. Who the fuck? <laughs> the fucking country. Probably countries that the UK. watch soccer. Yeah. Losers. Bums. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> there you go. See? There you go. That's what I'm saying. The ontology. This is an educational podcast, by the, the way. The ontology of just like what is come. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to. Even Merriam Webster can't figure it out. She, no. One should can. I type in what? what should I uh, look up woman? See what happens? Oh, that that that's edgy. <laughs> what is a woman? That, that, that'd be for know. another I, episode. I, ask Matt Walsh. I yeah. <laughs> I'll just type in woman definition. Yeah. So the main purpose of LifeLog was to keep a massive database of every activity relationship in a per- that a per- person engages in. <laughs> oh, what did, what did you find? Okay. So I Googled woman definition. Okay. So... You know, kind of off to the right, they'll give you sort of like yeah. a, a separate thing. It's, it's, it says woman. It says a woman is an adult female human. Prior to adulthood, a female human is referred to as a girl. The plural woman is sometimes used in certain phrases such as women's rights to denote female humans regardless of age. Look at the photo. Tell me... There's a photo included next to just the word woman. Oh, yeah. In case you needed like a reference point, a visual reference. It's just refer- Michelle Obama. I'm going to lose my mind. Oh, you're close. But here, look, who is that? Who's that a picture of? Is that Kamala Harris? It is Kamala oh, Harris. Oh, no. <laughs> Good job, Google. Are you? Oh, you're doing God. the Lord's work. <laughs> close. It's not close to Michelle Obama because Michelle Obama is not, definitely not a woman. I mean, I don't know that she is or isn't a woman. She's a woman with a huge penis. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be, if you want to be a woman, I with respect a, penis, a big penis. Yeah, good for you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked about Michelle Obama in a while. Maybe flat Earth Bob's into uh, 
Michelle Obama is oh. a male uh, conspiracy theorist. Oh, that's going to be fun. I can't wait. I can't wait to have him on the show. We should, we, 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 should, we should make a very detailed, like, it should be a bullet point list. Yeah. I'd be like, this is you, what we're going to talk about. <laughs> Never talk about Flat Earth either. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Is Michelle Obama tranny? It's our show. We're not. He's like, I want to talk about the 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 ice walls. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. Yeah, ice walls. Michelle are, Obama's cock. Ice walls are. Gay. What do you think it looks like? Is it veiny? Is it look weird? Balls. They're big, they, mm-hmm. they, they long, they wrinkly. She's getting older. He's getting older. Sorry. Whatever she wants to be. Do they take Viagra? Yeah. Are, are they are Viagra, uh, like, boner? Like, what does it look like? Mm. Yes. So I, I imagine it's very well-kept. Yeah, of course. The Obamas, according to Joe Biden, are very clean. Oh. Very clean black people. <laughs> Did he say to, that? <laughs> Yeah, that's why he says he's he very likes Obama, clean, black he's very clean. That would be something he would say. It's it's like saying whenever he was saying that like not all not all uh white people what was it the one where he was talking about like how not, not all white people are are Or black kids are just as bright and talented as Yes, there you go. Or or was it black kids? No, it's like it was basically like black kids are just as talented as white kids. <laughs> yeah. It was something like that. Or it was like black kids are just as talented as poor kids. Or yeah, so, something ridiculous. <laughs> he's he's just he's he's just a, a gaff machine. Is what he is. Look, he's running again, mm-hmm. and he's probably gonna win. Yeah. <laughs> so th- this this is. I don't know how that connects to life log, but <laughs> anyway, we started with what has come. Oh yeah, what is and come? then we ended with that. With yeah. So the main person. Pr- purpose of LifeLog was to keep a massive database of every activity relationship a person engages in. This database tracks credit card purchases, browser history, email uh, purchase history, GPS, the data was being used to identify preferences, plans, goals, and other markers of intentionality. Meaning they wanted to get this thing to the point where it can predict everything you were going to do. Through patterns, routines, friends, lovers, places you eat at, the database knew everything about you. Does any of this sound familiar? Because it is definitely happening right now. This, And we're going to kind of get into the history of all this stuff. I'm just kind of laying it out and you just see if your synapses are like, oh, that's what it is. But so his, the whole history of this is in... Post In the post-9-11 world, the United States government was obsessed with pre-crime to combat terrorism. DARPA and the CIA d- developed Total Information Awareness, TIA. TIA was an uh, all-seeing military surveillance apparatus. So this is the genesis of the LifeLog project. So this is like, this is like pre-crime for Minority Report. Exactly. And this is interesting. This didn't just happen. This this is decades of information. Mm-hmm. It's it's in it's currently happening right now, which we're, we'll get into very shortly. So the genesis of this project started during you guessed it, the Iran Contra affair. Mm. <laughs> I feel like we talk about Iran Contra every week, but it's, it's just a classic. It's just a classic. It's like milk and cookies. It's yes, a, it's it's. it's, it's Grandma's apple pie. <laughs> it's just always there. 
Um, so this happened during the Reagan presidency. One of the architects of TIA was a man named John Poindexter. He and Oliver North, which is a familiar name, Aaron Contra, developed a database called MainCore. MainCore was used to compile a list of U.S. dissidents. Americans had no idea if their names were on the list. Your name could be added to the list for not paying taxes, being part of protests, etc. The apparatus was a data mining power to spy on its own citizens. So basically, this is um, a version of the Patriot Act. This well, is this is pre Patriot Act. This then. is pre Patriot Act. This is before. This all happened. So, the, so, uh, so TIA can only really get rammed through after the Patriot because now, like the mm. the doors are open to mm-hmm. take on these sorts of uh, projects. They were trying to pass through the Patriot Act for years. This was- did nothing in the Patriot like help with this type of thing push through. I imagine it would. Yeah. So. Um- so after the project was revealed to the public by the New York Times, because back in then, like, I mean, the New York Times was never really a great, I would never really consider this great thing. But there were some good journalists in there that were, or or columnists that would, like, call them out in their shit. I, 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 I'm more of a New York Post type of guy. Me too. I like New York Post because it's You funny. know, the New York Post, um, that was it the New York Times uh, didn't release Ted Kaczynski's manifesto. Even though Ted Kaczynski wanted it released in the New York Times, so instead it was released in the New York Post. So the Post came. Oh, well, yeah, Post. Post pulled through, and because it was released, um, that's how uh, Ted Kaczynski was caught. And he he had some good points in there. We should do an episode on that. That'd be fun. We should. Uh, Count Dankula has a uh, Ted Kaczynski uh, Ted Kaczynski episode out right now, and it's fucking fabulous. Oh, I might have to check that out. It's it's great. Yeah. But it is some of the most base shit you could read. Yeah. It, what is, it's like 36 pages or something like that. I don't remember how big it was. It was, it was It's a, like 30,000 words or something. 30,000 words. It's long. Oof. Yeah, it's like eight, nine pages. Oof, no, it's going to be more than eight or nine pages. It's probably like 80 pages. 30,000? Yeah, it's like... A thousand, a it's thousand like, it's words. It's like two font size. Ugh. Single space. So if you're going to the twelve, no, so ind- no indentations. I'm assuming because a book is going to like a smaller book is going to be around thirty thousand pages. Yeah, I, I mean would, thirty thousand words. Yeah, I was I was exaggerating. Oh, <laughs> just taking everything too literal right now. Yeah. So after the project was revealed to the public by New York Times columnist William Sapphire, DARPA changed the name to TIA. So this. Like what I was saying, just just so where main core was the original. Then they changed it to TIA. DARPA claimed that TIA was only geared to stopping terrorism. TIA files were then moved to the classified portfolios of the Pentagon, the U.S. intelligence community. Some became intelligence-funded and guided private sector endeavors, such as Peter Thiel's Palantir. 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 There you go. And Palantir was like a, it's like a data analytics company. So like, that's just kind of see why some of these private, I mean, these private companies, how they, how they're starting to do stuff with the the government. This is what fascism is. This is what, um, uh, what's his name in Italy, um, Mussolini said. Mm-hmm. 
it was it was the cooperation of of the private sector and corporations and fuck I don't have the I mean it, it, me. it's it's like it's red scare era shit yes it's red scare era shit where you can just drive people out of home arrest them for no reason put them in internment camps let's say mm-hmm. um, but it's you know it's that mixed with a minority report yeah it's it's terrifying yeah they're 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 trying to deem you as a terrorist and they they i mean th- this is what it is like they're they're afraid of you right they're they're afraid of their own citizens they want to know they want intel well if they know exactly what you're doing all the time then they can create laws to be like you have a history of breaking the law and you're like mm-hmm. i haven't broken the law yeah but we made a law that means everything you've been doing has been illegal, so you've been breaking the law, and now mm. you're going to be punished. Yeah, it's like owning uh, fucking bump stocks or something. Yeah, it's like when did you buy that stock? Oh, before the law went through that you can't have a bump stock. Well, guess what? You're now you're a criminal because <laughs> you possess one. It's yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, it, it it's it's terrifying stuff when when your own government kind of deems you as a. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize your dog was there. Just just. Kicked his dog and well, I didn't kick him. I kind of nudged him in the face. I'll nudge you in the face. I'm, oh, uh, sorry, sorry, little <laughs> Ella. It's fine. She yeah. likes to. She likes to be close. <laughs> just be careful. She's very quiet, but she likes to just be close. She's like, oh, be, be, I want to. She likes to have contact with people, so she's just trying to be close to you. Yeah. It's fine. That's all right. She's gay. Super gay. That that's you're too close to my fight. That's super gay. Yeah, love and cuddling and. Being gay. Uh, physical affection is gay. Yeah. Um, so Point Dexter, the guy that developed this stuff, he had a close friend by the name of Douglas Gage, and he was a project manager at DARPA. Gage took this project to the next level by creating LifeLog. This project was sought to build a database tracking a person's entire existence. LifeLog, according to Gage and supporters of the project, created a digital diary of a person's entire existence. The information that was gained was obtained through GPS uh, transmitters that documented uh, the person's location, audio, visual sensors that, that recorded that the person saw and said, as well as biomedical monitors that gauge the person's health. Yeah. So this is like later on. So like when GPS was around. And that's a reason why, like, the owning a smartphone is so, like, people don't think about it. They're like, this is, this is like my shoes. I own my mm-hmm. shoes. I don't share them with anybody. iPhones could easily be, like, an Uber or mm-hmm. um, Toro. If you don't know what Toro is, it's basically, like, you just rent a car and it's parked somewhere and you go to where it is and you hit a button and the doors unlock and you drive it around. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like... There's a reason why phones aren't like that mm-hmm. because if you just left your phone somewhere and you can just pick up a random phone and be like, okay, I'm here now. Like it's, it, you, it makes you easier to track if the thing is actually physically on you. Yeah. Like if you were just like, I don't have a smartphone, I have a landline, I have my computer at my house. So the only time I'm on a computer or on the phone, it's at home. They're like, no, you have to carry this around so we can fucking try. I mean, everyone knows they're being tracked on their fucking iPhone, obviously. But Mm -hmm. that concept of like, you can rent out your house. You can Airbnb your house. You can rent out your car. You can rent out everything, including your labor, but you can't do that with your phone. Isn't that weird? Your own. Am I the only person who thinks that's weird? 
that you that you um what do you do you really own your phone like you your your you, phone like well eventually you do but i don't know um, what do you mean are you saying are you saying the phones are the only things we don't own or what do you I, like like it's like city bikes yeah you don't own that bike you're just renting it mm-hmm. but you can track the bike it's not like there's a place that you can go to where it's just like i need to rent a phone mhm you know, and then you just rent a phone for a few oh, hours. Oh, yeah, then, I get what you're saying. You know, it, it, phones aren't like that. Because it, it's, it's... Laptops aren't like that. It's like, why... Actually, that's not true. There's there's schools, there's mm-hmm. workplaces and stuff where you, they actually will actually lend out computers and shit to you. But phones are the one thing that you can't rent. You can literally rent or borrow in some type of legal fashion for money. Anything you own, including your asshole and vagina, if you wanted to. Yeah. But your phone is the only thing you can't rent out. Well, it, it's like the, it's like using social media and like there, there was this whole, there was a study where they had people go like, there, there are a group of people and then they were like, here, hand your phone over to the next person and then go on their Twitter account. And you're scrolling through it, and they're like, "This none of this stuff pertains to me. This is like boring. It doesn't. I don't like it." Mm-hmm. But when you're on your own, it's like it's like everything. The algorithm is for you. That's what your phone is. It's it, everything is geared towards you. You're the fucking product. Mm-hmm. So like you, you're over here. Google's like that. If you have two people side by side and you both Google the exact same thing, you'll get different results. Yeah. Yeah. And I would talk about that later on in the episode where people will look something up in certain parts of the country and in certain things pop up in this part of the country and not on that part of the country as the first thing. It's interesting. It's really interesting. All this stuff is really interesting. It's like it's the, the guys in Waco I'm not saying David Koresh was this great guy, but they had a good idea. The what? Ruby Ridge guys had the right idea. What was that? What was the Just idea? Just kind of like going off the grid. Mm-hmm. You you have your own well. You're you're yeah. you're you're growing your own food. Yeah. Like all your. It is com- a really good idea. It's a good idea, but the, but the world the, won't allow you to be off the grid because you must pay property tax. Mm-hmm. So your home is never actually really your home. Like you can't be off the grid because maintaining your off the grid lifestyle, even if it involves money, it's like, how do you get money? You have to get on the grid to have money. Having money is being on the grid. Yeah. So it's like, you got to go full Amish or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad. It idea. has to be religious too, yeah. because you can be like, Hey, this is taxes. Um, yeah. You can avoid taxes that way. There's gotta be a way. There's gotta be a way to start, start a religion. Yeah, start a start a cult. Start, we'll, yeah, we'll start our cult. Eventually, be religion. We'll start in like an apple farm. Yeah, <laughs> there's some Mennonites out in Northern California. They got a beautiful patch of land. They raise mini horses mm-hmm. and apples, and they're they're all Mennonites. <laughs> no, I know, I know, we're being funny, but that sounds like a great idea. It is, and they have a little bakery and go buy pies and shit. And they have this when you pull up to their place, they have this giant hand painted white sign. Yeah, it's white with black letters, and all it says on it is. The punishment for sin is death. <laughs> it's so epic. That rules. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking metal. 
And that's after you like drove through this apple orchard and you see all these little mini horses with like little fucking bull haircuts peeking out from my trees. You're like, this is like a little magical place. And then you see this sign. You're like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, what happens here? You're like, I want this. <laughs> I just want to carry a gun, drive a tractor, and eat apples. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so DARPA claim the reasons... They track health was to support medical research and early detection of an emerging emerging p- epidemic. Interesting, right? Yeah, they did such a good job with that. Yeah, uh, you guys didn't stop it. And instead, you forced a bunch of people to take a vaccine that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let a lot of people die. Yeah, a lot of people died from it. And you also be you probably you probably depopulated the world, and you made a bunch of people retarded. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. killed a bunch of fucking. Athletes, a bunch of young men that were playing sports. Some girl from, uh, she's right from the WHO or like the NIH. She like, she released this thing recently. She was basically like, if you don't get vaccinated, like you basically shouldn't be uh, allowed to participate in society. Mm, I saw a lot of stuff like that. Like you don't have to, but if you do, you shouldn't be allowed. It should be very difficult for you to exist in society. And then recently. Like as early as this week, she released something that basically her um, her son, I think, has both some type of like breathing problems from wearing masks for multiple years. This is like a little kid. Mm-hmm. And he has like some weird speech impediment that's been um, uh, attributed to mask wearing. Yeah, because they're not seeing whenever you're in, in kindergarten or preschool, they they whenever teachers teaching something, they always point to their face. They're pointing at their mouth as they talk. Yeah. They really emphasize like enunciating the part of your face. Exactly. And then like, we don't see that That's part of, it's supposed to, it's part of being socialized is yeah. like, you need to animate your face when you speak clearly, mm-hmm. because if you're speaking clearly, then that means you formulated a thought and mm-hmm. it was worth saying. Otherwise it'll just be a mumbly fucking asshole. Yeah. Like me. So th- these, <laughs> these people that created all this shit, they made all these kids mask up. they, they close the school down. They shut everything down. You, we can't forget what they fucking did. We can't this, forget and can't forgive. Yeah, this like this kind of shit is like how wars start. Like you yeah. start fucking with the kids. Like no, we're we're not gonna don't you cannot let these you can't let it's, up on it's these like people. creating a very soft Hitler youth. Yeah, they're, they're these people were fucking monsters. It's like if Hitler youth were a bunch of fucking soft pussy scared kids. Yeah, instead of fucking like. They can do 50 pull-ups and run 10 miles and mm-hmm. just like, they can, you know, it's, but it's it, it like this, this stuff right here. It should, it, it fucking keeps me up at night. It, it makes me angry. And it's going to, it's going to fuck up the future. Yeah, it is. You're and gonna, then you're going to have fucked up pussy kids that are going to be in therapy and heavily just, medicated by the same companies that make the vaccines to try to f- regulate they're yeah. essentially PTSD that I'm sure that they have developed yeah, when's during the, the shutdown. When's the last time technology got better? Like the new technology isn't making things better. It's just making people obedient. Right. There's it, like, it, like really large advance, uh, like technological advances that actually that help consumers, which mm-hmm. is kind of a shallow way of putting it is like, that really happens about once every decade. Yeah. Because everything that's even fucking useful, it's like military uses it. Yeah. Government uses it. And, or they sell it to giant companies that can afford it. Like like 
consumer level mm-hmm. shit. The fact that, I mean, an iPhone 13 Pro is cool. I got one, but it's like. It's not new technology. Like, it's, it's like they're the, using they're the, using, the using, iPhone 20 exists somewhere. Yeah. And some super spy is using it. I'm not, you know, this is, this is like good for my needs, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know. I've gotten to the point where I'm like, man, I, I can wish live I could without just, this. I, I wanted, I want to just get away from phones like that. That's got to be like yeah. the next thing. If I was able to do nothing but podcast every day, mm-hmm. I would just have a landline in here. Me too. And I was thinking about this earlier today when I was driving in and was like, man, because like I was thinking about the show and like, oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to be talking shit about social media, phones and all that. But then after the show, I'm like, follow me on Instagram, yeah, <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> but it, it, it's got to get to the point where we're like creating fucking pirate radio where we're making, sure. where maybe we won't be in the internet, but we'll be on the fucking radio. Yeah. I mean, we'll be in the internet, but I mean, I, I haven't mean, fully thought this out. People but people like, doing stuff like that. They usually have their own websites or maybe they're on Vimeo. Mm-hmm. You know, I th- um, like uh, there's this uh, movie director, producer guy named Sam Hell. Mm-hmm. And he does these sort of like, mm, I guess they, you can consider them horror movies, but they're basically based around like people who self mutilate, do weird piercings, vomit, <laughs> shit like that. He, you know, they're they're not the most story rich movies, mm-hmm. but they're just weird. Yeah, and um, you can't I can't you it's not streaming anywhere. I had to like go to a Vimeo and buy it there and watch it there. Really? And, okay. Um, like, it sucks because it's like guys like that are sort of the uh, the Roger Corman's the the fucking uh, uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis's of our time. Like years from now, people are just going to be like, yeah, there was these group of people who. Technology got so amazingly good, mm-hmm. but like the concepts of like I just want to do a fucking a serial killer movie about a fucking tranny that kills people yes. and jerks off on camera, just uncut, yeah, no cut, like like things like that should be able to exist because it is someone's artistic outlet. But the fact that they have all this technology that exists in the world on a consumer level that's relatively inexpensive. This dude, his shit, you have to buy a physical copy or get yeah, it on Vimeo. That, it's nonsense. And it's one of the things where it's like we're so dazzled by technology, we're forgetting our fucking rights. Yeah. Every fucking weirdo in the world should be able to buy consumer-grade fucking podcasting equipment, video equipment, and make the weirdest shit they can and just put it out free if they want or for money in the world and not be fucking have these stumbling blocks of like, oh, you well, we can't put this on YouTube because you can't show a tranny jerking off for 10 minutes on camera and yeah. coming blood onto a fucking <laughs> a severed head. That's just against, it's like, why is that bad? Yeah, well, people, people are going to, people are going to seek that out anyway. Like it, it's, yeah. you create like, all these weird niche, niche fucking things that people have to go out of their way to find, which people who yeah. are into niche things like, because the, the, the hunt is as good as the catch. Exactly. Yeah. But it's, that's... but it's like you, you, you fuck with people who have the potential to do something bigger. Yeah. Like James Gunn. Everyone knows fucking James Gunn. Mm-hmm. James Gunn worked in, he worked on trauma films with Lloyd Kaufman fucking, you know, doing low budget films and stuff. That's where he cut his teeth. That's oh yeah. Was. Yeah. And it's like that dude's a fucking millionaire now. That mm-hmm. guy makes fucking superhero movies and shit and stuff. But it's like people start somewhere and then they kind of create their fucking Eli Roth started with fucking trauma and that guy fucking 
you know, that guy's a fucking millionaire and he makes fucking giant movies that are in theaters and stuff. But it's like, where are people who do their own shit? Like, how are they going to fucking ever rise up if everything is so fucking monitored and suppressed? Well, know? that's what it is. It's it's suppressing. People these. are monitored and suppressed and they're coming up with fucking ways of punishing these people for thinking and doing what they're. I'm not talking about ISIS. <laughs> I'm not talking. <laughs> You know, I, I'm I'm talking about people who are just fucking maybe like weird, or maybe they they think things that maybe the certain companies or governments or whatever don't like, or intelligence agencies. But it's like, leave those fucking people alone. I'm sure if David Koresh was allowed to live a long life, mm-hmm. he would have got caught for something eventually, or he would have just fucking killed himself, or maybe he'd still be alive. And people would be like, remember David Koresh? That guy also, was weird. But also he was like a, he was, he was in an awesome band. Like, ever, was he in an awesome band? <laughs> yeah. Like he was, he used to come to Austin and he would, he would, he would perform at some of the bars here. Really? Yeah. Like that was a real thing about him. He could, he could fucking shred on the guitar. Is he, is he like on iTunes? <laughs> I don't I know. know. Charles Manson is. You know, and this is based on the FX series. And, but I've I've always heard that because he always had a guitar. Like you ever see photos of him, he's in guitar, and they say he's yeah. he used to perform in Austin. And they're showing like on That's the funny. FX show, they're showing him playing a show, and the, like the the guy Thibodeau when he saw him, he was just like, "Oh man, you're amazing." He's like, "You want to join my cult?" <laughs> so he, I mean, he didn't say it like that, but he basically was like, "Hey, want to just fucking you want to come check out my spot?" And that's how he, that's how Thibodeau went over there. Oh, did you, did you find it? Sorry, I'm not trying to get his fucking flag. Yeah. So Thibodeau, he, he went in, he went back to Waco, which is 90 miles away from here. It's an hour and a half drive. So man, he, something about, uh, David Koresh where he could just convince people to do anything. That guy just, he was, he, (laughs) he knew how to talk and he knew how to fucking shred on the guitar. I mean, those things kind of go hand in hand, right? Yeah. People love people love a rock star. Yeah, the dude was a rock star. Um, Even if you're like a low level, low talented version, you'll this, still, you'll still get your dick wet. This dude was like convincing people in there that he get he got. It's so crazy. He was like, "I get the fuck all the chicks. I get the fuck your wife," and they're just like, "Yeah, fine, totally. Yeah, man, this is cool." Oh. Uh, <laughs> There a few weeks ago, I was watching the the this Waco documentary, where um they they had that the the phone calls between uh the the, the interrogator and the guy Steve, the guy that was talking to the the guy um from from the from the ATF, mm-hmm. and like the funniest thing I saw on that was that they're so obsessed with their religion that they will not cuss, and like after they had just fucking shot all these people. Steve was like, gosh darn it, I told you this is not a good thing, and you guys are being ridiculous right now. <laughs> but he still would have cuz. That's the language of the true believer. Yeah, gosh darn it. That's the language of just like, no, no, that, because he, he's communicating like, okay, your, your kind uses mm-hmm. foul language. My kind is the righteous kind, mm-hmm. and you're the one trying to talk me down. Yeah. And I'm going to talk to you. The way that my people talk. Yeah. And it's just like, and I, I like people who go out of their way to not curse. Me too. 
Yeah, like I've had like Mormon friends and shit like that, and they're just like, "Oh, peas and carrots." <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh heck! But it, it's it's kind of refreshing because like how we talk, we say "fucking fuck, fuck, fucking fuck, 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 fuck." Yeah, I, I but like you, you. They're like people. They're just like, "Hey, like I remember I was, I was talking like that a lot when I worked in this restaurant. This this older dude from Alabama. He was just like, "Dude, why do you talk like that?" He's like. He's like, it makes you sound, he's like, he told me, he's like, it, it makes you sound stupid. It, it is actually, <laughs> it is a legit question. Yeah. And I was, and I thought of it, I drove home and I was like, man, he's right. I he's do like, like to cuss and I've been cussing since I was very young, but it's like, I, I, I do feel that, you know what? Here's the thing. I was learning Russian for a while. Wow. Okay. And, and Russian is like, it's, it's difficult. It's one of the hardest languages to learn. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's not based on a Latin alphabet or anything like mm -hmm. that. It's, but it's like the aliens. There, there, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's an emphasis on, um, like proper, the proper way to speak Russian is it's very respect driven and speaking very like slangy mm -hmm. is, is very, it's very disrespectful. Mm -hmm. And it's like there's a huge emphasis on like when you address people, you you address them in proper Russian. Like this, like cursing and slang is yeah. just like it's the sign of just it's, it's like a it's like garbage people talk like that. And I thought yeah. that that was very interesting because you want to learn like it's like when you learn Spanish. Yeah, you work in a kitchen, you learn Spanish. You're like, how do I say all the bad words in Spanish? Yeah, you know, and there's none of that in Russian. It's yeah, like, you're no. just like. Yeah, it, it's it the the border Spanish is just so gross. Like no mames, no no no. Like that's all you hear is like. And Chinese is like that. Yeah, it's, it's incredibly respectful. Like Cantonese, like you you literally call your brother brother. Yeah, mother mother, sister father. You usually you yeah. you, you know it's not like dad. It's like father, mother brother. You know it's you don't even call it like uh, I dated this chick who was Cantonese and like she didn't call her brother by her. By his name, he, mm -hmm. she just called him. She called him brother, but in Cantonese. But they were so Americanized, like she, she would just speak English. Yeah. But but it's like when they were around their parents and they were speaking Cantonese, everything was incredibly proper. Yeah. And I do respect that in other languages other than English. English is a garbage language. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's the fast food of language. <laughs> it really is. It just doesn't make any sense. It's dumb. It's spelled weird and. It's all slang. Yeah. But that's 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 the melting pot that is America. I think that's why Americans seem so attractive to other countries cuz Yeah. We're just, we're you know. we're just fucking cool. I remember when I was when I went to Europe for that vacation which was like right before COVID and when Oh, yeah, I remember I went over there uh during during COVID. It was it was it was it was cool and everything and I I thought the people were in, in in Ireland were really cool. I was like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. But I remember just thinking about, like, man, I really, I can't wait to be around other Americans. Like, I want to be around people, like, that are like me. Like, I remember going back to New York and everyone was was just such a dick. And I was like, fuck, yeah, I'm back. But, like, when <laughs> I, I, was in, I was in Ireland, we were, like, looking for a fucking bar. And, like, our, our, we don't, we didn't. The only way we can use our phones is we were in a place that has Wi-Fi. So we're just like, we're like using maps to get around. And then like someone saw that we were lost and this guy just comes up to us and like, hey, you you guys need help? And then I was like, yeah, we're trying to go to this bar. And he's like, oh, yeah, just go this way and this way. And I was like, oh, that's very nice. And I remember we were in New York. And this 
not really similar because we had phones. Yeah. And then like just trying to talk to people and they just fucking walk past you and you're like, yes, we're back. Love it here. <laughs> I just you you kind of like people just being dicks to you. That's just how it is here. I think Americans, I think everyone does, but I think especially America, we we secretly enjoy stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Like we act like like well, it's not good to stereotype people because people are individuals and you can't attribute certain thoughts and actions to a single group of people. But it's like. Everyone wants to see some fucking like Boston guy, like fucking talk like the fucking Boston, fuck yeah, the car and the fucking night and the pats. And everyone wants a fucking snooty, fucking New Yorker asshole. Yeah, we like it. We like it. Everyone wants a California guy with blonde hair that's all shaggy. Fucking you mean like, sick, dude, bro, bro. <laughs> shred the gnar, bro. Yeah, everyone loves that shit. You want to come to Texas and use everyone's wearing cowboy hats. Yeah. And then you come here and you're like, no one's wearing no one cowboy wears cowboy hats. Yeah, except Texas Rangers. I I didn't I didn't see cowboy. I've only seen cowboy hats like in El Paso, and it's only yeah. Mexicans wearing cowboy hats. Right. So like West Texas has the cowboy wearing people. I mean, I I do like cowboy dress. I think that I that look is good. I like that. Look. It looks good, but not everyone can pull it off. Not everyone. Can pull Almost it off. nobody can pull it off. I'm gonna. You can pull I'm gonna it transition into it eventually. We, we should all. We should just wear cowboy. Hat. But it'd be really expensive because cowboy hats are not cheap and boots aren't cheap. That's true. But you know, you start. You start small, and then you work your way up. <laughs> but yeah. So so what I was saying about the the medical research and everything. It's when I'm writing this episode, I'm like, it's this. This shit's giving me schizophrenia and paranoia. <laughs> That's that. That was the thought that came into my head. So if like you're having that feeling right now, like it's fine. This is you're like you think everyone is attacking you. Like it. it, it I mean, it, I'm a, or they're spying on you. If you like, did nothing wrong, Sean, you got nothing to worry about. Yeah, oh yeah, that's what they always say, right? It's funny because that saying actually isn't true. Yeah. If you did nothing wrong, you should still feel like uh, you should have something to worry about. Yeah. Because you may have did something wrong that you're not aware of. Yeah, it's it's a pre-crime. <laughs> so this this is this stuff is like some really freaking stuff. It's real freaky. Just imagine if the government deems you as a domestic terrorist just because you don't support the current president. They literally have everything on you. Ultimately, the goal of the life log in DARPA in DARPA was to create the humanization and advancement of artificial intelligence, and they weaponize. That against its own citizens, they they promise to protect. So that that's one that's that's a pretty big deal. So LifeLog and TIA had some crazy plans. There is a 2002 DARPA doc- document that discusses an effort to create a brain machine interface that would feed human thoughts directly into machines to advance AI by keeping it constantly awash in freshly mined data. Mm. So. It's they're they're creating a a fucking algorithm is what they're doing here. Yeah, the idea that people are are naturally inherently good, I don't believe because every time they've injected some type of AI into a computer where they're like, let's just see what it does, the computers like go crazy mm-hmm. or they do something wrong. Yeah, it, it's every fucking sci-fi movie. It's RoboCop 2 when they try to make a new RoboCop. And then, and then they it go, comes in and shoots everybody. And there's yeah, the one that shoots everybody. And then there's the one that, like, peels its face off. It's a skull. It's all, ah! 
And there's the one that just shoots himself in the head. RoboCop 2 scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. That's what LifeLog is. It's yeah. It's it's yes. It's RoboCop 2. Yeah. It's Omnicorp. <laughs> he came in and fucking shot the guy. They're just like, is this real? Yeah. I like they shoots the guy in the arm, and then in the next scene when they roll another one, the guy has his arms in a sling. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back and watch that movie now. It's it's fucking RoboCop 2. It holds up. It's so good. Oh, okay, I want to go back and watch it. Uh, one of the projects outlined by DARPA, the Cognitive Computing Initiative, sought to develop sophisticated artificial intelligence through the creation of enduring personali- personalized cognitive assistant. Later term, the perceptive assistant that, that learns, or PAL. PAL, from the very beginning, was tied to LifeLog, which was originally intended to result in granting... In an AI assistant human-like decision-making and comprehension abilities by spinning masses of unstructured data into narrative formal. So basically what they are saying was they're creating this... They're creating a conscience. Yeah. They're creating a secondary conscious for you. It's fucking terrifying, right? A computer that's like, okay, there's what you assessing the risk analysis in your own brain... And then there's a computer that knows what you're thinking that's like, actually, it would be safer if you did this, this, and this. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's the le- least likelihood that you're going to break any laws or harm anybody. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, it's really weird. That, I mean, it'd be interesting to see that uh, uh, executed, in like at least in a small population, just to mm-hmm. see what happens. But I don't think you'll make... <sighs> I don't it, think you'll make better people. I think you might make more compliant people, but compliant mm. people are afraid. Yeah. They're not inherently good. You can't make inherently good people out of people who are fucking afraid. You make people who are terrified of getting in trouble. Yeah. That's like it's like a beaten child. A beaten child is not a good kid. A beaten child is afraid of you. It doesn't want to comply with you. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. That's that's good. But what, what I wonder what this pal looks like is it like something in your phone is it this like a chip in your brain i wonder what the actual what they like what they what was the mock-up yeah because they had to have some type of proof of concept at some point where they're just like hey we need 50 million dollars for this fucking thing and someone's like show me proof of concept and then they stuck a fucking uh a fucking uh, microchip in someone's brain and probably gave someone fucking retardation or something they're like yeah, sorry it, t- sorry tim we didn't make it mean to make you retarded but we were trying to like change the future well yeah like all the things that people were were terrified of like in the 80s and 90s were like they're gonna put a chip in you with they they put it in your phone so you always have this thing on you anyway yeah because everyone was like Maybe they put it out there like, hey, maybe we put a chip in you. And everyone's like, no, fuck that. And like it freaked them out. iPhones are a better way to condition people because if you control what people's, you know, what their selling habits are and what kind of news they look at and what kind of entertainment they look at, you can kind of slowly beat people down over Mm. time and they don't realize that they're being beaten. Yeah. They feel like, oh, I'm I'm an informed person. I'm Mm. an informed citizen. Yeah. But really they're just, they're just soft. And afraid, and but they don't know 
that they're soft and afraid. Ooh, man. That's fucked. That's fucking. <laughs> that's so fucked. That's so dark. I'm so glad we're in here just drinking whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> with guns in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> just random guns in Adam's house. That's the best part about it. It's the house. safest place you can be. Yeah. No one's fucking with us. <laughs> Uh, so DARPA began working with three MIT scientists by the name of Danny Hillis, Marvin Minsky, and Eric Lander. Their job was to build AI supercomputers capable of human-like thought. These scientists were later revealed to have accepted and or sponsored by hmm, Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, my God. Epstein uh, generously donated to MIT and was a leading funder of an advocate for transhumanist related scientific research. Anyone that knows about mm. Epstein, like uh what was it? Uh one of the the Weinstein brothers. What was it? What's the the guy that knows a lot about math? Uh Eric. Brand. Eric Eric right. Weinstein. Eric Weinstein said he met Jeffrey Epstein at some of the universities that he worked with. Uh Jeffrey Epstein was very um involved in the universities. So that that's 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 something like a lot of people don't talk about, but it's definitely been documented with some of these people in the, in the universities. So yeah, that that that's kind of an interesting thing about Epstein in this. It's a it's a connection. Jeffrey Epstein, him, he's in the mix. He's in the mix. Always he's in, in the, the mix. mix with transhumanist stuff. He's deeply involved with the intelligence agencies. We we've we've talked about this. Go back and 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 listen to our our episodes about uh, Disney Epstein, the four Epstein episodes we did about a month ago. But yeah, it's basically it's basically making um like like Blade Runner uh, replicants. Yeah, this is transhumanism goes into like advanced anti aging. Like uh, was it uh, Ray Kurzweil, the guy who did the fucking the singularity? Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, and artificial intelligence—that's kind of like a sort of like the modern kind of nucleus of transhumanism. It's like how can yeah. we, how can we live beyond death or live beyond what our bodies want mm. to die at? It's around it's, eighty to ninety years old. Yeah, it's and part how, of it. Yeah, it's and it. how can we use our? Why can we use computers to make our biological brains more powerful? Like, how can we? When we look at shit, it looks like the Terminator. Yeah, and and they they sell this like it's going to be this great thing, but then you have really no rights. You have no like. It, well, someone owns that technology. Yeah, and if that technology becomes part of your body, it's like uh, it's like Monsanto seeds or something. Yeah. It's like it's a living thing, but it's also owned by a certain company. So you mm. better not have a uh, an owned seed. Uh, you know, it's genetics in your fucking field or you will get sued. Yeah. Because you got to pay for the rights to have those types of fucking genetically modified seeds. It's it's like that, but it's human bodies. Oh, yeah. That's it's a, fucked. It's a good connection. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucked. Which of these are the same people that are involved with. I mean. The genetically modified seeds are like just, I mean, I want to do a food episode very soon because that, that stuff's real interesting. And this whole thing about people are going to eat bugs in the future. It's like, you think there's not going to be genetically modified bugs? I mean, there already is. We've yeah. talked about this, like about you, the, the mosquitoes. Yeah. People are going to start eating bugs. It's like someone's going to own the genome to those bugs. Yeah. So now you're going to not be able to get fucking steak. And who, who knows who's, what they put in these, in these, uh, these crickets. 
They're easy well, to they grow. They grow faster than cows. And, and you imagine don't need they, as they much get them. shit to fucking grow them, and they can be made out of fucking god knows what. And they're like, hey, we we let's make a bunch of people sick, and we have we have the antidote to make them not sick anymore. That's you know, what's the point of having an antidote if you don't have the disease? Yeah, you create the disease. Create the disease. It's like it's like it. The crazy thing is having people, the same people that that run the drugs. Like the drug organizations, like for the government, are the same people that control the food, the FDA. You're the disease. I'm the cure. <laughs> See, this is when we need uh, El Amnesio in here. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't do a great Stallone. No, but he he'll yell something out. <laughs> or he'll 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 be like, "Yeah, I'm the disease, and you're the cure." <laughs> 45 long slides with laser sight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so the good news is uh, soon after LifeLog project was shuttered, many were afraid the project were just would just rebrand again. So it, it ended up shuttering. Um, so uh, people were afraid that people someone's going to rebrand it for this transhumanism project. MIT's David Carger told... Wired Magazine, I am sure such research will continue to be funded under some other, other title. I can't imagine DARPA dropping out of such a key research area. So the funny thing that happened was the same exact day that LifeLog shuttered by the Pentagon, the very next day, Facebook was launched. Mm. Boom. So that Facebook is one of the greatest data mining, like apps, apparatus, whatever you want to call it, in in human history. So um, I don't know if you've seen Social Dilemma. Have you ever seen that documentary? I did. It's interesting. It's very, very good. I know it came out a few years ago. I'm, most people have seen it. It's very panic-inducing. Oh, yeah. It, it, I, I would also recommend if people, uh, if you if you've seen... Uh, Social Dilemma also uh, see a documentary called Terms and Services. Mm. It's, it's an interesting companion piece to it because it's basically talks about the terms and services that we all sign up for when yeah. we're going on to social media and how that pertains to your rights and being monitored and where your data goes and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's one of those things where uh, dictatorships were done in the, t- the 20th century where you just kill a whole lot of the population, you stack up bodies by the millions, but then they found out that it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like, people endure. What you got to do is you got to, the, the war has got to be a soft war where you just you just lull it, everyone to sleep. Yeah. And that's kind of where we're at now. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a, not a single shot fired type of war. Oof. It's fucked. It's fucked. It's, it's like, it's, I mean, it's, not, in, not in this studio. This studio yeah. is like. No, we, we, we got the protection. This is like the Ruby Ridge of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, we've talked about how dangerous social media is. Not only is it creating a mental health crisis in the world, it is the continuation of data mining. It's the most sophisticated data mining company in the world. Facebook has billions of users. One of the biggest scandals that involved Facebook was Cambridge Analytica scandal. If you don't remember this, it was a scandal that involved the collection of data being collected from Facebook users without their knowledge. This affected 87 million Facebook profiles. This happened in 2013. So I know 87 million isn't a lot of profiles, but this is only one that we know of. 
So there might be hundreds, thousands, millions of these things. That's 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 two Californias. Yeah. It's a lot of fucking people. Yeah. Facebook also is in every country in the world. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so if you ever watched The Social Dilemma, some of the engineers talked about how they invented this supercomputer that uses all the information that they collect to create the most sophisticated algorithm on the planet. They claim this is used for advertisers to target consumers. This is a more scaled-up version of TIA in LifeLog. So the amount of information, this amount of information has never been seen in human history. This is crazy. So the uh, the developers even created ways to manipulate the users by creating notifications that target you and create a dopamine hit. So when whenever you see like the when you get the notification, it's a certain color. Is it? It's like red, right? I don't remember what the, but the color triggers your brain where you have to click on it. Mm-hmm. There's something about it. When you, like when it pops up, you that you you're gonna want to click on it. They're like certain. They use colors. They use all this other stuff. They target you with with ads that you like, ads that you don't like, or that you hate. It's like it's like, like porn sites. Yeah, they're just highly sophisticated. Oh, I just a quick uh, quick correction. I just want to say uh, the the documentary I was talking about is actually called Terms and Conditions May Apply. It's from 2013. Is that on? Is that on? Uh, what is it on YouTube? Um, it's probably on, it's probably on YouTube. You can see it's, it's streaming. Okay. It's, it's well, definitely I'll, I'll streaming. find it. I'm, I'm yeah, gonna watch. It's I'll, called terms and conditions. I'm watch that tonight. May apply 2013. Um, yeah. So this thing, this social media, and it's not just Facebook, it's Twitter, it's Instagram, all the, all it's the above. TikTok. TikTok. It's heroin. It's ba- It's literally heroin. And just, just think about like the last time you used your phone and it's like sitting next to you, and you're by yourself, and you get bored. And your dick gets hard. Yeah, or anything. It's, it's like you never, you have to be bored. To be creative, you have to be bored. Louis C.K. talks about this. He was talking about this on Conan O'Brien like years ago, mm-hmm. where he was talking about how he was driving, and then he's like, oh, he, he was like, here comes sadness. And then like he's like, the first thing I thought of whenever I start feeling sad was I pick up my phone, and then like that sadness just goes away. Like, yeah. that's not good for you. You need that sadness. Like, yeah. sometimes you, you got to sit down. You got to let those emotions go through you. Yeah. And we're not, that's not happening. That's not, this is unnatural for you not to ever feel feelings. You got to be able to feel bored. You got to be feeling sad. You got to feel all this stuff. And this thing. And is, that's why I want to move out into nature. Yeah. I want to, I want to get this phone and just get rid of it. I want to go back to landlines. Yeah. That's the name of the episode. Go back to landlines. Go back to landlines. You know, what was it? Uh, when I first met Coop, I I didn't have a phone for, couple, I think, two or three years. Mm-hmm. So this is like 2002 to 2004. No cell phone. Yeah. I had an answering machine at my house. Fuck. That's awesome. And it was, it, so I watched fucking... MySpace, fucking Instagram, all, or I'm sorry, Facebook. A lot of this stuff I just missed. Mm-hmm. Uh, iPhones, iPods, all that stuff was sort of like in my periphery because I just, you know. But yeah. I, but I, but my memories. I I do wonder if forming memories in, about your life in your head is sort of, sort of like 
perverted in some way because you're not fully engaged because you know that phones exist. Yeah. Like cell phones exist. Like some of my most strongest memories is just like the simplicity of a sunset or a conversation I had somebody uh, in front of a fire or something. Like it's like I think that's the one thing that they haven't really mastered and except for those weirdos who meet on World of Warcraft to get married yeah. is they, it'll never replace real human experience. Yeah, it's At like in Insta- when you go on Instagram, you like going and seeing something cool in the different country. You, you, like you see it on Instagram, you're like, I guess that's cool. But like, yeah, I was I was thinking about what you're saying is like, we, I, you didn't, I, you I didn't do have believe the photos. I think if you have a good photo of you and a loved one or a friend or whatever, it's like get it printed and just have a physical copy of it because. Oh, yeah. I think we do lose track of our lives through photos because my lady will show me photos from years ago. Like, I forgot we took a whole trip to Hawaii. Yeah. So she showed me a photo. Like, remember when we went to Hawaii? I was like, holy fuck. I totally don't even remember that. Yeah. So it's like physical photo. If any kind of physical media, have some physical photos. Yeah. I I went to. Take the time to get things framed. Put them in a scrapbook. Scrapbooking seems like old grandma shit. But it's awesome. It's this amazing fucking thing. You have the feeling of holding a book and looking through it and seeing you and people you give a shit about who did a thing at some point, whether it's a barbecue or the holidays, whatever the fuck. And you actually feel feelings. Yeah, it's I have a so we every time we load up our phones with with pictures of the kids, we we go out to Walgreens and we just get them all printed out. We put them into this box. And that's beautiful. my, My daughter, she goes. And she gets all the photos, and she likes looking at them. She takes them out, and she looks at them. Throws it all over the floor. It's <laughs> annoying, but it's there. And she sees, she recognizes her brother. Because I have, I have two of them. I mean, that live with me. I also have an older one, but he's sophomore in high school. But these two, like, they, they see pictures of themselves. So like They're like, oh, that's Joey. That's Eliza. And, like, they, it, there's something to that that we, we need to Creating memories to. with a physical thing. They, is is something that people shouldn't lose. Yeah, you don't don't raise your kids with a with a fucking uh what is it called? Those with gays? No. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Why why I I I just lost the 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 fucking screen. iPads. Yeah. Don't you don't raise your kids with iPads. Don't if if they're being bad, they want they just want your attention. Yeah. They don't need a fucking YouTube in front of them, fa- their face every minute of the day. I deal with that a lot. But like parents who bring their kid, okay, it's bad for them. Kids, parents who bring their kids in to get a haircut and they're not used to getting a haircut, they will stick a phone in the kid's face, thinking that that will keep them calm. Okay, and it never does. Mm. The kids who like, especially during the pandemic, like there's the, or uh, there was a period of time where their parents just cut their hair at home. Mm-hmm. They're like, I just came fucked up haircuts the first three years of his life. Yeah. This is the first time he's ever come to a barbershop. Those are the most well-behaved kids because they mm-hmm. understand sitting in a chair. And when you get your haircut, you have to know where you can be. You have to just sit there and experience it. And it's, and those are the most well-behaved children. Yeah. And, and I mean, it is like anywhere from like two years old to fucking 10 years old. It's like, you can tell the kids that were just like, when you get a haircut, you don't have a fucking screen in your face. Yeah. 
Like the parents, it just didn't, it probably doesn't even occur to the parents to even do that. And then there's the ones where it's like, well, you have to put a screen in their face. Those kids are so spastic. It's like they're on drugs. Oh, yeah. Have you ever taken a kid off of, uh, when they're, have you ever seen a kid when they're playing video games and then they stop playing them and you like take it away from them? They like fucking lose their minds. Oh, sure. It's crazy. They do, they, they, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, it, it's, it's super weird that like they, they like they they become spastic, like you're saying. They become like inconsolable they, because there's there's no no one has defined. And I think someone will make a lot of money off this idea at some point where it's like you have to teach kids how to that like create a method to disconnect yeah. from their electronic device. This is going to be a real movement. Yeah, where people are just like, you can have electronic devices, but you, the children need to be integrated in it where it's like, okay, it's like going to bed. It's like, okay, we're going to bed. We're going to lock the doors. We're going to turn off all the lights. You're going to get ready. You're going to get cleaned up. You're going to put on your pajamas. You're going to get get under the blankets, turn off the lights. There's a procedure to it. Yeah. And if kids were taught a procedure of like, okay, this is not phone time now, so we're going to we're gonna plug it in. We're, we're going to put it over there mm-hmm. because we're doing something over here. And if they can kind of reconcile those two things – they won't be sitting in a fucking chair getting a haircut screaming like a mental patient. Yeah, it's it's this it's interesting cuz like so my wife she she completely she deleted her Facebook. She doesn't even have an account on there anymore. She nice. never used Twitter. My lady did the same thing. She can complete she's completely off of it all. And like she just reads books. That's and amazing. like I'm fucking I'm jealous of it cuz I'm addicted to these things. Yeah. Like I'm not going to pretend I'm not. Yeah, I, I'm always like, oh, what's what's going on? Because it's football season, so I'm like looking at football <laughs> stuff. But like, you it, a newspaper. Yeah, right. That's you not. Should a, ju- you should just read the scores. And then yeah, I know it's what I should do. The next but like, day, <laughs> I will. I will ask her. I was like, like I'll see something on Twitter. You're like, fucking see that thing happen to Biden. She's like, what do you mean? What happened? And I was like, you never heard of that? And she's like, I'm not on. I I don't know any. I don't I don't care. I was like, fucking <laughs> blows my mind. I'm like, what? And then like, I don't care. but she's. It's great, and she's just like I'm. Like I'm, like I'm jealous. I should be like that. But yeah, it, it's the, but that's what I'm saying. It's it's like disconnecting kids. Like adults need to be that way. There needs we, to be some sort of like there's got to be a movement. detox yeah. uh, thing where it's just like okay, it's like, got it. Yeah, we got to detox. If there was some like things. weird movement where it's just like I'm only on the phone half the days I work. Mm-hmm. So if you work five days a week, you gotta rather choose. You rather you rather on, you're you rather do it like you can choose. It's yeah. like if you work five days a week, you can rather be allowed to go on your phone three times a week or two. Yeah, you know if you work four days, like right now I'm working four days a week. It's like I can be on two days a week. Yeah, that's it. So it's like you gotta really prioritize your time to be like, okay, if there's anything I'd really want, because really it's like, what do I want to do online? You have two days to do it, and the rest of the week, it's just like, all right, you're on your own. Yeah. That would be beautiful. Yeah. I should, I should patent that and sell it to people. It's it's going to be a real movement. I should so, patent that movement to make money off it online. So, <laughs> but back to, like, some of the, the more evil shit that they've done, because uh, so, Social Dilemma talks about, like, some of the things that they did develop, and they know it's bad. They even said, like, Mark, they're like, Mark created this thing. He knows it's bad. It's all bad. So they created this thing called growth hacking. This is where they claim they can hack into people's psych- psychology. So 
how fucked up are we that these people's these people have access to everything about us? They know how to hack into our own psychology, and they can basically control you. This brings me back to the question I asked in the beginning. What if I were to tell you that you were being actively MKUltra? Because I know this question was going to come up again because this thing controls you. It could literally, it could make you do anything it wants you to do. It's so advanced. It's I think crazy. that's why there's so much emphasis on people who go outside of that, the rhythm that they want people to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's, okay, there's the extremes. There's school shooters. Mm-hmm. There's like people like crim- like hardcore criminals, like shit like that is, and they, they want to highlight that. Uh, I think the Me Too movement is probably part of that because mm-hmm. Me Too is a hashtag. Yeah. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? And I think a lot of the thing of like, oh, um, it's sort of under the guise of like empowering women. Yeah. And it's really sort of like a way of like, okay, well, this whole like Me Too movement, you have to be online to be a part of it. Otherwise, you don't know what's going on. Yeah. If they, they create these kind of social, um, um, I don't know, what's it, what's it, what's it, false flags. Yeah. Where it's like, if they take real human suffering and they're like, well, if you want to know more about it, you got to be on this Twitter. You need to listen to this podcast. You need to watch this news network. And they, they force you to be involved. When it's, you and me personally, I, I don't want to be involved in fucking much, much. Yeah. So it's like everything I just have disdain for, like mainstream media, most fucking social media people in general. Like I just, I just want to be disconnected because I know everyone, everyone and yeah. everything is tainted. But I also know that like I don't want to be old and insane. <laughs> also, nothing is real. Also, nothing is real. So yeah. I'm trying to create at least a palatable reality where I can look at myself in the mirror. But I'm also not like putting a black square on my fucking Instagram. And <laughs> yeah, and putting a fucking Ukraine sticker on my fucking a Ukraine sticker and a fucking rainbow sticker on my car simultaneously and act like I'm helping. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, it's it, like, it's, it, it and, and, and I wrote this into the episode. It's like it's it's polarization is it it brings people to the platforms. So like yeah, when absolutely. when when things when like stuff with the election it's it's going to be at an all-time high. People will go on here because it's controversial and they want to fight with somebody. Oh dude, the midterms are going to be so good. Oh, it's going to be wild and Woo! I and, and I'm going to be stuck on my phone. That's just what's going to happen. It's going to be beautiful. I, I know. I I, I cuz you want to see someone lose. And that's you're going right. to yeah, and, and that's what's going to happen. About winning, no matter yeah. what anyone tries to tell you. Yeah. No matter who who it is, you want to win. Yeah. So social media exacerbates political polarization. The system is developed that way. In the social dilemma, they talked about how in different ways, uh, in different parts of the country, when you type in certain words, we just talked about this earlier, uh, different results would show up. For example, climate change, the term climate change, in some places, words, uh, when whenever they were typing into their Google, it would say, like, climate change is a hoax. <laughs> but in other parts of the country, it would say climate change is an existential threat. So, like, it's this is to this is <laughs> the definition of polarization yeah. or the opposites. So, this they love that kind of stuff. They want, I mean, climate change is, is a hyper political thing, it's not a scientific thing, it's a scientific thing. It's even if they claim it is, it's not, it's, it's fucking 
it, it, it's being pushed by politicians, not by scientists. So, um, so yeah, these 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 are phone chains. Like the these phones, like this is I kind of want to make this point at the end is the, these things are chains. Like we're slaves to them. We have to break away from them. So yeah, yeah. Follow, me, follow me on Instagram, con, man, <laughs> con underscore man underscore podcast, Twitter. <laughs> but yeah, this is. Um, I know this is. It, it, it's keep following us, but uh, at the same time, they're bad. This is. I mean, I want to get off of this stuff. Uh, Adam wants to get off of it. Like, it, I it, mean, it's, it's not good for you. It's fucking poison in your brain. It's a. It's a really. I mean. I mean, I I would like to think, if I could just write a book. And I know people would read the book. I'd be content with that because mm-hmm. uh, especially what I do, which is mostly about film, some wonderful books about there out there about film that are like basically they're they're like they're essentially history books yeah. that that uh, that incorporate sort of like uh, the uh, political things and things mm-hmm. about like w- movies that were made at what different time and under what context. Yeah. You know, it's like. It, it's a real tangible fucking thing, but I know people don't read, so it's like I'm yeah. not gonna write a fucking book. So I do, I do the show I do now, mm. and but in some ways, I, but it's like I don't know how to convey the information any other way. It's you know we 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 got to get to the point. Like I was saying to my wife, she she reads all the time, she has conversations, like hangs out with the kids. Like mm-hmm. that's what it got to be. Like she has time me, to think. Me, she she listens to podcasts. That's the only thing she yeah. she listens like while she's at work. She just listens to podcasts. Maybe podcasts are good, but social media is not. Like we're 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 just having long conversations. Mm-hmm. I mean, podcasts are also done by people who uh, want to have a narrative themselves. They yeah. have an agenda themselves. Yeah. And, you know, people who do podcasts watch the news and it's kind mm-hmm. of like whatever their worldview is, that's the worldview you're going to get. As long as people are like, okay, yeah, like take it with a fine tooth comb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not a fine tooth comb, just uh, with a grain of salt rather. Yeah. You know, because it could be either because there's a lot of people with like opinions that I just don't share, but mm-hmm. they they're really up on a certain subject that that, that I'm. Yeah. That, you know, that I'm like, OK, I'll listen to them when they talk about that. But if when they drift into kind of areas that I'm not you know, too keen on, you know, it's, I'm kind of like, kind of check out a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, but I think people should hear differing opinions, but think about this information and see how it really pertains to you. And like, what are the consequences? What are the consequences for your actions and actions of other people that like, let's say you give your tax money to, yeah, or you give your vote to, or you're uh, you buy something from a certain company. Like, what do those? What does that company do with that fucking yeah. money? And if they're if they're doing something that makes you feel bad, don't give those people your vote, your money. Don't watch their shit. Don't listen to their shit. Don't read their shit because they're probably not your friend. Yeah, well said. <laughs> we'll, we'll end it right there, guys. Keep following us on. Uh, I mean. <laughs> I know we said social media, but whatever. I mean, 
Follow us on, like, just keep listening to the podcast. Or just follow me or just stalk me. Yeah. Just follow me around when I'm Yeah, I'll, I'll give town. you my phone number. We'll, we'll talk on the phone. Nah, just kidding. Don't call me. I don't like talking on the phone. I'll, 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 I'll put you on my Find My Friends. You can just kind of see where I go <laughs> Friendster. what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Follow me on Friendster. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll be back next week. Hopefully, we'll have the whole crew in here next week. We'll yeah, keep, We're going to keep building onto the, the Casa de Adam uh, studio. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah,